0: This is Rachel Joy Barbeau. As part of the launch for my new book, Relentless Joy, that's due out June 20th, my friends got together and created a book launch team. Y'all, I am so blessed. So very blessed. In that group, they're getting some behind-the-scenes details from the book, and we've been discussing the book together each week. I wanted to share some of those stories with you. So over the next few weeks, you're going to get bonus podcasts that contain short stories and lessons from our discussions. You're going to hear Natasha Garrett, who's our book launch captain and also serves in I'm Changing the Narrative, and you'll hear from me and maybe some others. I hope this gets you excited about the book. Pre-order details are in the show notes, and I got to tell you as a first-time published author, pre-orders are everything. Please go grab a copy for you and for others. Love you guys.
1: and start with chapter ten, which is called a pity kitty pool. This chapter really spoke to me a lot. Number one, it's just all about feelings and being an empath. And you know, I am that way. I'm like a sponge. I feel everyone's feelings. I walk in the room and I'm very in tune. And I know Rachel, you're you're that way too. Um, And you see people, you hear what they're saying, you hear what they're not saying, and we feel deeply which it can be hard sometimes, but it's also so beautiful. And I just wanted you to talk about that chapter. I know you discussed blended families and what a beautiful and also sometimes difficult road to navigate because, you know, when you're blended, you already have your way and their way, and then you have to find your new normal and, and learn to compromise together. I just want you to talk about that a
0: little bit. I just want to read this to you real quick, if that's that, that's okay. Have you ever been with your family at work with lots of people or in a crowded room or bar and felt utterly and hopelessly alone? I have. I have many times. And if this describes you, imagine me reaching through the pages of this book right now to give you a bear hug holding you for at least 20 seconds. In fact, studies show that oxytocin, also known as the bonding hormone, is a crucial feel-good hormone in the body. Research indicates that one, it inspires the feeling of meaningful connection with others, and two, is also linked to reducing blood pressure and the risk of heart disease. Some refer to it as the happy hormone. Research has discovered that there is something magical to having long hugs. They have figured out that oxytocin is released when we hug for at least 20 seconds. In other words, a short, quick hug, like those maybe at a church door, even though church door hugs are special, um, will not produce oxytocin. I've been healed by a hug. I felt seen in a hug. I have felt anxiety dissipate from my body through a hug. I have let go of anger with a hug. I have seen God reflected in the actions and love of people with a hug. They are that powerful. And very briefly, I just have to tell y'all tell y'all this. Thank you, Global Kid Media. This happened just yesterday. Check this out. Yes. And this is if you take nothing away from this next hour and uh, remember this. Some of y'all on this, this call that I know personally, you do this really well. Um, go deep with people. We are in such a precipitous time. I, I from a faith perspective, I think we're going we're in the end times. I know people have been said that for a long time, but we're in a precipitous <laughs> time. People are hurting, people are sad, people are on the edge. Go deep with people. Obviously your personal safety, be safe, do all those things, but go deep with people and be smart about it, but also but trust your intuition and your gut and your heart and your spirit. Why do I say that? Yesterday I was picking up my dog from getting a procedure and we stopped at Dollar General newly And this beautiful woman behind the counter, she had ginger red hair, she had blue eyes. And I started talking to her, I called her by her name. Y'all look at people's name tags. Do you know? Let me just tell (laughs) y'all, calling somebody by their name. Woo, Jesus. It's like, it's just like honeycomb for the soul sometimes, like the littlest things. So her name was Ashley. And I said, you know, tell me about your day and She said, I'm going to get off work and I'm going to go sit in my pool. I said, girl, that sounds like a good idea. And she said, what are you doing? And I went, oh. and I said, well, I'm launching a book in six days. And she went and gave me like a real like a big old high five. Well, if that were the end of it, it was a really cool story. That's great. And then I said and she said, what's the name of the book? And I said, Relentless Joy. And I said, I may have a bookmark with the name of the book on in the car. Let me go get it. I'll bring it back. Y'all, I came back in, Ashley had left the counter, was now in the doorway of the Dollar General and she just bear hugged me. She didn't even wait. She didn't even like, she just bear hugged me and she held on, then I held on. And we're just two strangers who did not know each other 10 minutes ago, bear hugging in the the doorway of the Dollar General. And y'all, you would have thought I won the lottery yesterday. It was better to me than getting a million dollar paycheck. And it because I won the lottery in my soul. I don't know who Ashley is, but I know she's a child of God. I know she's a miracle. I know that I was meant for her yesterday and she was meant for me. So you can't tell me that a hug is not healing, y'all. It is woo it's healing. It's healing. Yes, I totally
1: agree. I met a friend a few years back and the thing that I know about her most is she smells amazing and she gives the best hugs I've ever had in my life. Like She holds you harder. She holds you longer than is comfortable at first, but then it's like, you want those hugs and you're like, I need a Tina hug. Like (laughs) I need one of those. So yeah, I can, I can definitely speak to that. And also I love uh, that you're a high fiver and all that because I just had a man in my office the other day and he just came in to take care of business. And, you know, like you say, go deep. Um, I have this, I have this, my notes app in my phone and I always write down quotes or things that I think of or things that I hear. And and one of the most recent ones I wrote down was if all you ever do in life is stay at surface level, you're never find anything worth exploring, go deep. Mm -hmm. And so, um, so I go deep with people too, and so me and this gentleman that was sitting in my office, we're talking about nothing to do with what he came there for, but just life in general and all the things he had going on for him, and I had just met the man, and he's huge. He was like six foot five, and he was telling me all that he had been through, and I said, I'm proud of you, Mm -hmm. and he just looked at me like, you're proud of me. You just met me. And I was like, you just told me all these awesome things that you've got going on all these amazing, you know, the way you've totally reset your mindset and you're going for it. I'm like, I am proud of you. And then we just slapped high fives. Now his hand was probably twice my size, but
0: it don't matter. (laughs) And that's it y'all. That's that it's, it's it. Um, I want to say this also, too, because this book is not sunshine and rainbows. I don't know. Remember a book that I can remember about joy that was so raw and vulnerable and real. And Josh and I talked about that the other night. And And I want to speak to people's loneliness. I just want to be real about it. it says, I, I cannot promise you that you will not feel lonely again, because I think it's just part of our story, part of how a lot of us are made. For some of us, the aches cut just a bit deeper when with thoughts twirl and swirl a little harder than most. Some of us can get really lost in our feelings. Overthinker. <laughs> and I don't want you to beat yourself up. <laughs> Being connected with your emotions is a huge blessing that a lot of people struggle to find. I just want you to make note of this fellow overfeeler. You're not alone. I got that badge too at birth. It's on the invisible sash I wear that is draped across my chest. But here's the what I want to read to y'all. But just as it, is with, as it is with pain, there is an invitation, I think, in loneliness, if we're willing to go there. For a lot of my life, I wasn't willing. Instead, I just leaned into what I knew. Triggers, old patterns, false beliefs. Now I can see it for what it is and what it was. The loneliness was a hand reaching out with an invitation for better, for more, for different. And that hand belonged to Jesus. I distinctly remember being lonely in a bar in Columbus, Georgia in my late 20s. I was dressed to the nines with a group of fun people and shoulder to shoulder in a crowd, but I was achingly lonely. The feeling was so palpable that I had to gulp it down just to avoid choking on it. I turned in a circle to see if anybody else was witnessing this internal meltdown, this reckoning of my soul. No one was. It was all in my head or was it? I think it was also in my heart and my cells and, of course, my soul. I even felt it in my toes. And I'm not going to keep reading this chapter. I also want to just say this about this, this chapter, Natasha, because it's a very delicate chapter. And for those that aren't familiar, in this book, I, I write about dating in a certain way uh, that, that I felt called to. I wrote about addiction I, I uh, shared uh, a story of, of abuse. I shared the night and a trigger warning warning. that I had a very dark night of the soul. Um, So there are parts of this book that I, I want you. It's almost like, I want this to be a cliffhanger. I want you to go get this to read chapter nine or 10. If you've ever been lonely or if you've ever battled with addiction Because we can be addicted to anything. We can be addicted to social media. We can be addicted to food, to pornography, to gambling, to alcohol, to, you know, we can be addicted to anything. And and addiction is sucking the very life out of us. I just happened to battle addiction to a substance, to hard drugs. And uh, by the grace of God, I am here to talk about it by the grace of God and, um, and, and, I didn't talk about it for a really long time because I had an old agent, an old sports agent that told me, You cannot talk about this publicly. It'll keep you from getting a job. Well, what happened was that that man inadvertently attached shame to my story. So I did not talk about what for 10 years, y'all didn't talk about it. I hit it. And then finally, this past, not this past Christmas, but the Christmas before, I went to Christopher and I said, I God is telling me to share. I need to share. Do I have your blessing? And um, and he and, and he said yes. And I started to talk about it. And it just another level of my story, another deeper level. So chapter 10 is for you if you've ever felt lonely, if you've ever been touched by addiction, if somebody in your life has been touched by addiction. And I say all these things, this hard stuff. Guess what? In the midst of this hard there was still joy in the midst of this hard, there's still joy. And so I just want to remind y'all tonight, wherever you are, if you've read the book, if you're there, um, any of those things, I just want to remind you that there is joy in your heart. I've done so many different podcasts and videos, but I said this, I had everybody in mind. I could see a million collective, beautiful faces that were going to receive this. I envisioned prophetically y'all reading it. And what's crazy, y'all want to know the inside story? Y'all want to know the inside story? What's crazy about this chapter is that all these chapters have been reordered. I just wrote. Somebody asked me the other day, I think, Josh, about my creative process. And I was like, I just wrote. And then later on, we figured out what order they needed to go in. But this chapter was early on originally. And I had imposter syndrome. And I think we talked about this last week, Natasha, but it deserves bringing back up. I had imposter syndrome and the devil had me in a in a death grip. And he was like, You're stupid. Nobody's gonna read this book. This is dumb. There's a thousand books on joy. You're a dummy. You know, like, yeah, what you're a failure. You're so stupid. And I was like, so I'm battling. I'm sitting in this right, this exact chair, this exact spot, and I'm writing and I'm, I'm going, is anybody like really? Like, what how did I get a book deal? Like, I'm believing this. So I wrote this chapter. And then I did something that I think is so powerful. And I think y'all can repeat this in your lives. I started fighting back and I thought I had written something decent. I thought that this chapter might be special. So I took my dang phone and I recorded it like I was reading you my audiobook, And I read it with all the inflection in my voice. And then I sent it to my friend Brandy and I said, Brandy, tell me, tell me the truth. just be honest with me. And she said, she sent me a message back and she was crying, weeping. She goes, sister, oh my gosh. And from that point forward, I like literally like, take that devil. You know, I was like, I shook off that imposter syndrome and y'all, I started writing with reckless abandon. So this chapter, just so y'all know, when y'all read chapter 10, If you hadn't read the book yet or you reread it, you know that was a turning point of the entire book. That was when I got up off and everybody has imposter syndrome. Famous people, everyday people, everybody deals with, am I good enough? Is this worthy? Is this right? Da-da-da-da. You know, like everybody deals with it. It's just who talks about whether you deal with it, right? And I'm going to blow the lid off of it and tell the devil he's a fool. And so I just want y'all to know when y'all read that chapter, Natasha, this is what was really going on behind the scenes in this chapter. That was the real, real life story.
1: And that's exactly why everyone relates to it is because no matter what your experience was, what you got out of it, they may not have had the same experience, but the sa- the lessons are universal the message is universal. And that's what's so good about this book. And I know we need to move on. But I just want to reference just because it is like a pity kitty pool. You know, sometimes we just tell ourselves lies, you know, you we listen to the enemy, we let that voice inside our head be something other than what it should be, you know, and so you said "Swish your feet and, and get out of the pity pool, <laughs> you know, swish your feet and get out. And so basically, it's just whatever you're going through, acknowledge it, process it, grow from it.